All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome, Coach Me members. I am so excited about today's interview. I'm Dori Sukup, founder of Inspiration Management, and with me today is Dr. John Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an expert on wellness, nutrition, dietary supplement, disease prevention, exercise, training, and medical device studies. I am so excited to have him here with me. He has co-authored more than 170 peer-reviewed scientific articles. He also serves on several wellness and medical committees as an advisor and member. Also, Dr. Lewis is an associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. He is here today to share his knowledge and his clinical research and studies that he has done regarding health and wellness. So we will have some time at the end for questions. So those of you who would like to ask them, feel free to submit them in the chat box. And one little note for all of our members, if you are a new member with us, make sure to go and review previous interviews that we've had. You can go to iTunes and check them all out, see which topic interests you the most. And or you can go to inspirationmanagement.com and also go to the Coach Me Expert page. And there you'll see an archive of all the expert interviews we have done. Now, if you like to be an expert, you can always send me an email and let me know that you are interested and we can set an interview to have you maybe on. So let's go ahead and start with uh, Dr. Lewis this morning. Thank you so much again for being with us and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was a very kind and gracious introduction. Oh, it's my pleasure. So let me just give people an idea what we're going to be discussing today. So we're going to learn a little bit more about Dr. Lewis and all the clinical research that he has actually conducted and the results that he actually was able to see. And then we're going to go into how to utilize nutrition to address chronic diseases. And then nutritional dietary supplements. That's such a big part of wellness. So he's going to go over all the different studies that he has actually seen and results that he has seen to optimize health, as well as how you can customize a wellness program for your spa or medispa. So that's, those are the topics that we are actually going to be going over. So before we get started, though, Dr. Lewis, can you tell us a little bit more about your background, what you've done, your passion, so our audience can know you a little bit more? Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So um, I'm originally from Tennessee. I moved to Florida about 25 years ago. I came to the University of Miami to do my Ph.D., and um, I didn't really, as I was going through my, my education, I didn't really think of research as a career. It's kind of funny how it it happened for me. It just was one of these things in life where I guess I sort of played a uh, like a chameleon and adapted to life as a grad student, and it became familiar to me. And I I'd always enjoyed science, so that was a no-brainer. But in terms of if you had asked me as an undergrad student, what would you think about research as a career? I, it really wouldn't have even occurred to me what that consisted of. But as I conducted a little bit of research in both my master's and and PhD degrees. I obviously had to learn about it as part of the requirements for my degrees. 
and again, it, it was just something that I that I sort of adapted to and and uh, became fond of doing. And that was simultaneously being someone who had always had an interest in, in being active, playing sports, uh, grew up playing sports, and uh, and then got into drug-free competitive bodybuilding uh, as an undergrad student, and and that really sort of uh, I guess you could say whetted my appetite to learn more about how the body works and, and learn it from, uh, you know, an educational professional perspective rather than just, you know, being somebody in the gym who maybe has a great body but never studied physiology and anatomy and nutrition to really understand how things work certain ways and why our bodies responds to, our body responds to certain stresses, etc. So, that interest in, in wanting to do well do well in bodybuilding really sort of spurred me into studying physiology professionally and it just kind of went from there and then over time my interest in nutrition really sort of took over I would say even a larger role in, in terms of my own perspective in life regarding what is most important to us from a from a very fundamental foundational perspective in terms of how we optimize our health, how we be healthy. And and so I've had the great fortune over the last almost 15 years of doing some really exciting studies and in, in, in primarily with dietary supplements, not so much nutrition as I'm sure everyone knows, trying to get humans to change the way they eat is a very difficult enterprise. But because we have, thanks in no part to the way our it's not a healthcare system, as we all know. It's a it's a chronic disease management system. But thanks to the way our system works, everyone has this idea of taking you know a medication for a particular symptom or a disorder. And so, giving somebody a dietary supplement obviously is much easier than uh, than getting people to to change their diet. And so, I've I've had the the great fortune of working with some really good companies over the last 15 or so years and, and conducted some very uh, rewarding studies that I'll talk a, a little bit more about. But but where I'm going with all this is basically that I've had not only in my educational experience, in my working experience, but it's a very personal matter for me as well in terms of, you know, as the old saying is, practice what you preach. I'd be considered the biggest hypocrite on the planet given my experiences and in the lectures that I give about nutrition and exercise and being healthy, and and uh, it, meanwhile, if I was you know eating at McDonald's every day and sitting on the couch <laughs> and exercising, yes, uh, you know, I would be a total hypocrite. But but uh, it, there's a lot of uh, we we can't do this um, you know this information justice in one hour today. There's so much information that I could share with the listeners, but I'm happy to you know be as as focused as I can and and talk about a few key things, but just to kind of finish my sort of introductory uh, comment here is that nutrition really is where I was going with one point, nutrition really is the foundation for us and it is absolutely the number one modifiable behavior in terms of either reducing your risk of chronic disease or if you have a chronic disease, helping to, if not cure yourself, certainly recover a great extent from it. and really everything else from exercise to not using tobacco to limiting or not using alcohol to getting enough sleep stress management etc all these other behaviors are obviously very important as well but really nutrition far and away is number one and then everything else 
probably exercise is number two. And then everything else, three through whatever, is way below nutrition. It's it's really overwhelming the information in the in the literature today that we can learn from what's been discovered and what's been shown. It's just a matter of getting humans to understand that, and that's really where the challenge is in terms of educating people and helping people mm -hmm. become compliant. Uh, you know, with with helping to uh, you know get them to change behaviors. That's the challenge. Right. Well, you know, well, you know one of the biggest challenges that we see. I'm getting a little feedback here, Paul. I'm not sure why. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I see, Dr. Lewis, in working with many day spas and medi spas that want to implement more wellness programs is not knowing where to go to for information because, like you just mentioned, there's information everywhere. But finding accurate information and information that is valid and information that has studies and clinical studies behind it, like what you're going to be sharing and that's why I'm so happy that you are here on the show with us because it's a zoo out there. Everybody that's anybody wants to call themselves now a wellness center or a medispa offering preventative care and things like that. But it's making sure that you have the right systems and the right information in place. So why don't we start by discussing maybe some of those studies that you have actually done and what were some of the results from those studies? So that way our audience can be a little clearer on what is true, what's, what's relevant to wellness these days. Well, you, <clears throat> thank you, Dory. You're really, uh, you're kind of offering up a, uh, a, a softball there for me to, to tell your listeners that uh, although I would never say that I'm the mecca of all knowledge when it comes to health and wellness, but I do consider myself pretty knowledgeable at this point, uh, certainly in nutrition and exercise after 25 years of, you know, living this life uh, in, on the personal side and then close to 20 years uh, on the professional side. And you're absolutely right. I mean, there are just, there's so many sources of information and unfortunately a lot of it ends up becoming a lot of marketing hype. I, I'll always remember one of my professors in graduate school telling me that what happens on uh, the marketing side is up here and he held his one hand above his head and what is going on in the lab is down here and his other hand was below his knee. And so, yeah. you know, such a gulf between marketing and, and actual science. And so even though I, again, I don't claim to have all the answers, but I have had the opportunity to, to make some key findings in my lab that I'm now actually taking um, to the commercial level to help people understand, uh, you know, what they can do, again, if they have a health challenge already, or to be able to prevent something like that from happening in the first place. But, you know, the, the other sad thing is, um, I'll just make one other point before I talk a little bit about some of my work, is that this is really the most basic fundamental behavior that we as humans can, can do for ourselves. It's such a shame to me that people get so confused because we're not talking about you know, sending people to Mars or drilling for natural gas in the Gulf of, Gulf of Mexico or, you know, God, even doing neurosurgery where we're trying to save someone's life. I mean, this is really just basic fundamental behavior, but because of so many influences in the media and, you know, different cultural perspectives, different sociological perspectives, depending on where people are from, we just have all of these uh, sort of abstract uh, concepts, if you will, that are kind of floating around us that don't really run or don't really resonate with our physiology. And so it, it tends to create a lot of problems for, for people. For example, one of the things, 
And as a disclaimer to our listeners today, people who know me know I've been eating a whole food plant-based diet now. This is my 20th year of eating a plant-based diet. And, mm -hmm. and so that's one of the things that I really emphasize a lot when I speak to, you know, people in the community, students at all levels or, or in, a, in, a, in an interview like this is I, I let people know that, you know, it is okay to only eat a plant-based diet. And, and being a Southerner, I mean, I'm the kind of person who grew up eating beef at every meal every day. And if we didn't have beef, uh, we probably had chicken instead. So, and, and my father and I drank milk like we had cows in the backyard. And we <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tell people, you know, if, if I can change, there's nothing special about me. If I can change, anybody can. It's really a matter of want and not can't. And if you understand the consequences of eating a predominantly meat-based diet, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty profound, but yet we don't hear about these things too much, although I guess you could say that the plant-based movement is definitely increasing and rising a little bit, but I still think it's got a long way to go, and I, and I think that because of the way lobbying with our agricultural industry, you know, all the different uh, groups within agriculture and how that uh, lobbying influence works with the USDA, even the FDA. It's very incestuous. And unfortunately for us as individuals, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with our health. It's really more about a profit motive. And so we have to be very careful about, you know, just giving away our power, so to speak, when it comes to taking care of our own health. We really have, it's up to us to educate ourselves. And again, we're not talking about you know, studying physics or mechanics or advanced engineering or even biochemistry, it really just comes down to, you know, can you understand eating uh, eating a certain way, again, a predominantly whole food plant-based diet. You don't have to be totally plant-based like I am, but, but just thinking that, you know, the more you shift in one way or the other on that scale, whether you eat more animals or more plants, you are very greatly influencing uh, your 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 health and of course chronic disease as we know doesn't typically evolve overnight it takes years for that to occur and so you know as we're all going along every day we're all stressed out we're all running around in a million directions uh, you know we have family we have our career we have all these things to take care of and so unfortunately as I talk to a lot of people it seems like the last thing on their mind in terms of considering what they're doing to themselves is their food they just mm -hmm. want to get something quick, right. they eat quickly, they don't want to think about it, just as long as it tastes halfway decent, mm -hmm. shovel it in as fast as they can and keep going. Right. And that's absolutely the worst thing for us to do, right? I mean, that's such a bad thing for us to do because all of that information that we send to ourselves every time we put something in our mouth is the most potent, powerful thing we ever will do to our lives, to ourselves at any point in our life. Mm -hmm. Yet, more people are concerned about the home they live in, the car they drive, the clothes they wear, all these other things that are, you know, nice if you have them. I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to have nice things too, but the reality is, is we have such a shifted uh, list of priorities. And, and so that's why we have, I mean, it's, it's mind boggling when you think of, you know, 100 million Americans, roughly 100 million are either already diabetic or pre-diabetic with metabolic syndrome. Mm -hmm. So that's you know, roughly a third of our population and about 90, 95% of those people are type two diabetics. Uh, we still have cardiovascular disease as the number one killer, not only of Americans, but of people all over the world. 
Uh, we have all kinds of cancers related to nutrition uh, that, other, you know, other than the tobacco, of course, that's obviously related to many, but nutrition, once again, is really significant there. And then, you know, the, the latest data on obesity are just mind boggling. I mean, we're talking about 40% of black women, for example, are now obese, not overweight, obese in the mm -hmm. United States. Forty mm -hmm. percent. That's crazy. That is nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. And roughly in the entire population, it's around thirty-five percent obesity. And then we have another uh, roughly forty percent are overweight. So we're talking somewhere between sixty-five and seventy percent of the American population, the adult population, is either overweight or obese, according to Body Mass Index. We are in deep trouble. We are in big trouble. <laughs> oh my God! Well, let's, let's... said it. I mean, this isn't this isn't the time for baby steps. I mean, no. that's why everybody has to take this situation. Uh, you know, it, it's it really comes down to personal responsibility, and I don't care about the politicians arguing about health care and insurance and all of that. I, I'm I'm not. This isn't even a statement saying I don't believe everyone should have health insurance. Of course I do, but. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what the federal government mandates, nobody from, you know, the government's going to stop at your door and say, okay, here, it's time for you to go exercise. Here, remember to eat your broccoli and apple today. I mean, yes. Yes. it still comes down to all of us to take responsibility for our health. But you know what, though, Dr. Lewis, there are so many people that are being a little more pro proactive. Uh, according to some last statistics I noticed or I saw from the Global Summit, I think, they said that the wellness industry now is like a $3.4 trillion industry. So I'm happy to see some people are moving in the right direction. And with the rise of people wanting to eat more organic food and more plant diet, like you mentioned, I think people are starting to move hopefully in that way and become healthier. So what can somebody do, whether they're listeners or whether they have a business that they're running right now that they could bring in some wellness programs? What would be some of the things that you would recommend a person would do? It's a great question. So I think one of the things that uh, as a scientist, maybe I have a bit of a bias here, but one of the things that people uh, really need to, to evaluate effectiveness is data. If you don't, if you, if you're trying to evaluate a program with no data, how do you evaluate the program? So mm -hmm. you can take that to uh, the individual level, every individual within your organization, all the way up to the organizational level. I mean, you have to be able to evaluate a program. And so if somebody like me went into an organization of, you know, whatever, 20 or 2000 employees, and I was talking about nutrition and exercise and an implementation of a new program, obviously, to get people to partake in that program, number one, they're gonna to need to enjoy it and like it to some degree. Obviously, mandates are hard, are hard to implement, but it, as important as that, we need to have information that we can track and be able to assess people and be able to assess whether or not programs are effective. So one of the things that I'm going to do, uh, and in fact, uh, as I'm going to maybe share a little bit more with your listeners later in the talk is on my new site that's actually just being launched today. It's, it's been a, a, a major work in progress, but we're, we're slowly but surely getting it up and running is a, one of our key 
services that we're going to be offering on drjohnlewis.com is an evaluation of diet. And we have an, uh, a really amazing program that we're going to use utilize for our clients where basically we can give somebody over 150 different macronutrients, micronutrients, and other dietary factors. This will be a dietary analysis basically like no other uh, that the average consumer would be able to, 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 uh, to have done for them. And so with that information, I mean, imagine how powerful that is. Now, let's say somebody, let's say a client has, you know, hypertension, they have dyslipidemia, they need to lose about 40 or 50 pounds, and they're coming to me to say, okay, John, help me. I, I need to understand what I can do to get off these medications, to feel better. That's probably the most important thing. And, and to be able to continue living, and, and more than that, not only just live, but live a a happy, healthy, meaningful life. And so, again, my, my bias is take the opportunity to do that dietary analysis, and that's at the point where we start, right? I mean, that's the baseline. And mm -hmm. then collect that information, give the give the client the report, mm -hmm. go over it with the client, you know, show the client where the deficiencies are. Maybe even in some cases, a lot of times I'm working with people that are gorging themselves on protein. We have as many protein junkies in this country as we do sugar junkies uh, and then <clears throat> show them, okay, now here's what you need to do to, to modify your, your, your daily activities, modify your daily behaviors and get on a track that will help them to, uh, to get healthier. So that's something that's very important. Um, obviously a fitness evaluation too. I mean, if we're talking about gyms or wellness centers, that would be, a no-brainer for those operations, but maybe for a company that doesn't necessarily have an on-site wellness center or, you know, a, a connection to an LA fitness or something, probably they would need to go to, to some place like, well, here at uh, the University of Miami, our kinesiology department could do a fitness assessment for people. That's also very important. I wouldn't um, say it's as important as maybe body composition. You could do, you know, um, height and weight, obviously, to get body mass index. You could do an assessment of hip and waist circumference. Hip to waist ratio is, is obviously a, a nice, quick and dirty uh, metric you can take to help assess people's risk of heart disease and diabetes. But again, those are you know simple things that can be done, uh, not as simple as, say, going to a kinesiology lab and doing uh, either a VO2 max test or you know, going into the weight room and, and doing uh, upper body and, and lower body strength assessments. But, you know, things, my approach is as many data points as you can collect, not only at baseline, but as you track someone's progress over, you know, every, I like to, I like to reassess people every three months. I, I like 12 weeks. Uh, 12 weeks is a, is a pretty good um, average amount of time that if you, if you track a lot of different exercise training studies or a lot of dietary modification studies, you'll see assessments recollected every 12 weeks. So I like that uh, time point, time frame to use for people to help, uh, you know, be able to gauge how much change has occurred because really you don't want to wait six months. Six months definitely could be a long time to wait to really give somebody feedback. But then again, you don't want to do it too soon either. You know, if you, if you try to reassess somebody in one month, maybe very little has changed at that point. So you have the, the psychological factors at play as well. But I think every three months you reassess people as much as possible. And then 
you have this ongoing feedback in between where maybe you know every couple of uh, days to start out you're you're tracking the person maybe you follow up with more frequent phone mm -hmm. calls maybe every week after say the first couple of months now you're having like a weekly check-in I think for a lot of people as we well know progress is not linear mm -hmm. you know, life life is not linear so we have ups and downs to deal with we have you know minor fires we have to put out there are always right. things that occur that uh, you know you, you typically can't plan for or you wouldn't expect so if someone is not <clears throat> entirely committed to a plan then perhaps you know any kind of a deviation will throw that person off and so even you know for a lot of people I mean I, I've, I've suggested to more than one client in the past you know for people who've really had what I would consider food addiction I have them you know talk to a psychologist or talk to mm -hmm mental health professional because I yeah. believe a lot of people need psychological support well uh, I, I'm so glad that you're talking about the assessment I think this is something that we definitely believe in whether you're assessing a business health wellness everything would this assessment be available for people to actually utilize like if I had a MediSpa or a wellness center Will I be able to gain access? Are you going to make it available for businesses to be able to utilize it as a tool to assess their clients and then maybe uh, offer it as a product yourself? Help me understand a little bit more how our community can maybe utilize that assessment. Absolutely. So definitely the dietary analysis would be something I could offer to all of your customers, all of your partners. That's definitely something that uh, I'm happy to share with. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a kinesiology lab in, in my company, so I'm not able to, um, you know, to do the, like say for example, the fitness testing myself. I would have to refer clients to somebody like the University of Miami's kinesiology lab, uh, where I'm friendly with the folks there. And then they could, you know, a client could go, there, go down there, have them conduct the assessment. And then, you know, I could, I could go through the results uh, with the client that way. I think what I can offer people though on the exercise level, given my experience with with my own personal uh, exercises, to, to be able to design a routine for people that yeah. would be personalized and specific based on any current health challenges or, or even more importantly the goals that that person is trying to achieve. So I certainly can help do all that. I mean I, I'm not offering myself as a personal trainer. I did stuff right. In grad school, I don't really, I don't really yeah, want to. Yeah, no, for sure. So, but let me ask you this then. I think the biggest mistake people make as far as nutrition and developing healthy lifestyle habits is usually the lack of somebody holding them accountable. And one thing that we are trying to implement in many wellness centers and many spas that we work with is not only to offer a program, but also to combine it with coaching. Because what we found is when you have a coach that's going to hold you accountable and hold your hand and keep you motivated and keep you on track, we found that those are the best ways to achieve results. So do you, do you have already something in place where people can also utilize like a coaching program that maybe you found to be most beneficial? Well, that's a great question too. So I, yes, I have been doing that with my own clients. I've been I've been uh, holding people accountable as much as possible. Now, of course, you know, I can't, I can't um, twist people's arms. I, I can only hold people as accountable as they will, 
as they will allow me to. Yes, for sure. Let's but, talk a little bit about dietary supplements and how they come into the picture when we're talking about wellness and nutrition and all that arena. What are some of the findings that you did with your clinical studies about dietary supplements? What would you like to share with everyone? Thank you. Well, <clears throat> I would say up to this point, probably one of the most exciting discoveries I made uh, was the study that we ran with a saccharide formula, a polysaccharide formula, a couple of years ago in people with moderate to severe Alzheimer's disease. And we showed after 12 months <clears throat> of the subjects being on the formula that they had uh, statistically and clinically significant improvements in cognitive functioning. They had reductions in inflammation and they had a major proliferation of adult stem cells. So, Dory, this was such an incredibly exciting thing and, and it was such a, I would say even, uh, you know, monumental finding. I, I actually got invited to speak at the TEDx Miami um, event that year, it was I think 2013, it's been hard to believe it's been four years ago almost now. But uh, it really was a truly um, life-changing experience for me in terms of listening not only to uh, you know what the staff were telling me as we were collecting data in the study and, and people were just having all kinds of, I'm talking the staff were having all kinds of amazing uh, eye-awakening experiences of their own where they're seeing these people that were formerly you know, basically like furniture and then starting to have memory again, starting to, uh, you know, call people's names, do things they hadn't done for years. It was amazing. And then I was having caregivers calling me in tears, telling me about their loved one, again, doing things that they hadn't done for years. So that truly was uh, a life changing experience for me, just in, in the sense of having that experience. And then since that time, and that was, again, within just the last five years, I've looked at a couple of other saccharide formulas also along those lines of giving people very high concentrated amounts of saccharides that through the study of glycomics, which is a, a field in and to of, of itself where hundreds, if not thousands of biochemists primarily are looking at how these saccharides function within our cells all over the world. I mean, this is a little bit beyond uh, you know my level of, of knowledge about this area but nonetheless these saccharides are so important for us that we don't commonly get in the food supply every day and this is speaking to one of the reasons why dietary supplements work so well today is that if somebody has a health challenge or in the case of dementia I'm sure most people would hope that they can prevent it in the first place is if you give the body the raw materials that it needs it will repair, restore, regenerate, and protect itself. But we also have uh, made some discoveries that show that these, these, these saccharides are very, I would say, potent immunomodulators, meaning that they regulate the immune system. And whether you have an overreactive or an underperforming immune system, these saccharides are capable of giving the body the information it needs to, to self-regulate the immune system to the point where it optimizes it. And again, immunology is another field in and of itself that is now known to be so crucial to, uh, to every other organ system. And, and, you know, we think of the immune system as being uh, so important for us in, in helping us stay, you know, well, not having infection from bacteria or virus most commonly, but the other aspect of the immune system that's so crucial to us is 
again, this proliferation of adult stem cells that we need every day, because that's really the only reason we live from day to day anyway, is that we have this machine that's constantly making new cells that replaces the dying ones. And so unfortunately, as we age, that machinery, like so much other of our machinery, uh, tends to start declining and decreasing in capacity. But with this concentrated nutrition, with this proliferation that we've shown in the adult stem cells after giving this concentrated nutrition, it's really exciting uh, to be able to, to show what the power of nutrition can, can do for you. So we have some studies that are going to be published within, actually a couple of them are under review right now. And within the next, oh, I would say conservatively 12 months or so, we're going to have several other studies in addition to you mentioning how many studies I've already published up to this point. We're going to have some other really exciting uh, studies being published in uh, Alzheimer's again, in multiple sclerosis and in HIV. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited about some of the things that we've been able to accomplish in our lab. And, and again, I've had the opportunity just through no great planning of my own. I guess it's sometimes, you know, you're just in the right place at the right time. But uh, I think that's been the case for me in terms of being able to network <clears throat> with some really important uh, companies that are, are now working with me on the commercial side. I've, I've, and I haven't had a chance to tell your listeners yet, but I've, I'm moving from the academic to the commercial side and, and kind of reinventing my, my professional life. But, but nonetheless, with what we've showed with these saccharides, again, being so, so valuable for the immune system. I just can't emphasize enough to that point to our listeners because of how important the immune system is. And there's this concept called immunosenescence, which maybe some of the listeners are, are aware of. And immunosenescence just simply means this natural progression of our immune system dying over the course of our, you know, whatever, if we live to be 70, 80 years old, or the natural life expectancy, but if we can keep our immune system healthy, like it is when we're in our 20s and 30s, to me, that's really one of the keys. I mean, it's obviously okay. not the key of aging, but it's certainly one of the most important keys. And so if we can keep our immune system healthy and, and functioning, again, like as a young adult, it gives us an opportunity to not only live a long life, but to live a long life well. Right. Well, the thing is not to wait until you get sick to take care of yourself. So it's all about preventative absolutely. care, correct? And absolutely correct. Feeling, feeling better and taking better care of yourself. Now, to me, again, I'm not a wellness expert at all. And when I go to buy supplements, there are so many different types of supplements out there. Frankly, I walk in. And unless there's somebody who's educated in that store to tell me exactly what I need, I basically walk out because I'm just so confused and overwhelmed and don't know really what to buy. So how can someone navigate through all these bottles of supplements? What would be some of the most important ones people should take? It's a great question. Again, you're, you're so right. I, I think at last check, there's something like 80,000 companies just in the United States alone, making dietary supplements, 80,000 right. companies. That, that's crazy. It's just, it's so mind boggling actually. So <laughs> exactly. It's, it's no wonder you walk into the store and feel confused. Uh, anybody would feel confused. So, and people ask me this question all the time. And so without, you know, coming from this point of like too much self-promotion, what I would say is that, any dietary supplement choice that you make is no different from any other 
consumer decision, whether it's purchasing a home or a car or, you know, something of, of what you might consider above and beyond the normal value of a, of a purchase, it all comes down to being informed and making an informed decision. And so there are very good companies out there and I'm working with some of them and I'm creating some of my own supplements that uh, are going to be on our site uh, in the very near future. And then, of course, there are bad ones out there, unfortunately, and those yeah. sometimes they get busted by the FTC or FDA or USDA or all the above. And, you know, it kind of gives the industry a bad name. But nonetheless, what I would tell our listeners today, Dory, is that in general, um, we want to we want to try to take something that is of uh, natural source, you know, try to limit your synthetics as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. That's one issue too. And I'm giving you, without giving you brand names, I mean, again, you know, our, our listeners can go on my site. Not today. I don't have any products up today, but I will have in the near future okay. uh, some of the products that we'll be selling, plus some of the other products that I'll be endorsing as well that won't, you know, won't be my product, but products that I'm using. So, but without making specific name brands, uh, I would say that again, something that's of a natural organic source as opposed to synthetic. Now, certain synthetics, you know, things like creatine. I mean, I've used creatine in the past. Creatine is one of the one of the uh, <clears throat> products that's been um, widely studied. Lots of studies on creatine. It's shown to be a very effective product to use uh, for sports performance. I've found it to work. Uh, very well for me. I, I can definitely feel that it works. So that's one thing. Um, and then there are, in the situation like, you know, these saccharides that I've mentioned that, again, the, uh, your listeners can go on my site and learn more about this. I'm, I've got articles and, that I've got up on the, uh, the site that will talk about these saccharides. But these are, I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, and, and we're talking about things that come from, for example, aloe vera. Mm-hmm rice brand. Those are two things. Now, you know, you have to be, again, it comes down to brand and and which product you're buying. But if you're buying the right ones, I'm telling you, these things are just, they're almost like magic. And and it's not even a miracle. It's just simply giving the body what it needs to function properly. Right. Now, are you going to have some um, information on drjohnlewis.com? by maybe age category for example let's say we have many people going through menopause or the life changes so you can go on there and say okay what are some of the most important dietary supplements that i need to have if i'm experiencing this symptoms or that symptom Mm -hmm. are you going to have anything like that on the site that would be an educational tool i guess for consumers or for professionals Absolutely. That's definitely one of the uh, the plans that we have. That will not be on version 1.0. We're, we're not um, we're not that sophisticated yet. But as we move forward, absolutely, we will have um, different health conditions, different, as you said, an age consideration, even a, a sex consideration. We will have uh, topics that will be related to certain products to help people make informed decisions. That's extremely important. And I'm glad you asked me that question because, yes, that was uh, one of the other points that I was going to get to as well. Another point that I wanted to make before I lose my uh, train of thought on it is that we also want to consider if products have uh, different formulation technology within the product itself. For example, if a product is a liposome or a micelle, those are two and, and 
you know, the listeners don't have to take my word for it. They can go to PubMed and do their own, uh, they can do their own searches and, and learn more about this. But these are technologies that companies are now using that we will be using as well to enhance bioavailability of the products. One of the key things for people to know about dietary supplements is bioavailable, the concept of bioavailability. And actually it extends to, it's not just dietary supplements, it's medications, it's cosmetics, it's basically anything that we either put in our mouth or apply topically to our skin. The concept of bioavailability is incredibly important because let's say, for example, you take something that, you know, you, you go to the store, like what you were saying just a moment ago, the, you know, the, the hypothetical would be you walk into Whole Foods or, or vitamin shop, you see literally thousands of things on the shelf and you say to yourself, oh my God, what do I choose? And so mm -hmm. you just, let's just say you just randomly pull something off the shelf. You're probably going to be lucky if it has a bioavailability of, you know, 20%. So what that means is <clears throat> your body is going to only be able to incorporate 20% of that active ingredient into the bloodstream where it can actually get out to the cells to do its work. And unfortunately, the other 80% is going to be excreted out and you never using any of it. And so it has a very low bioavailability. But if you can have, if you can take products that have, say, 90% bioavailability, now you're talking about something really nice. Now you're talking about something that's not only value for your money, but now you're going to have a product that actually the nutrients get into the bloodstream to be able to do what they're supposed to do, not, you know, go out in the toilet and, and back out into the environment, mm -hmm. uh, eventually wasted. So this is also a very important concept that people, it's, it's, it's a growing uh, interest. It's only going to continue growing more and I'm taking it upon myself to make it, my own personal mission to help educate people on the value of bioavailability and the importance of it in terms of not only getting their, their value for what they're buying, uh, but getting the efficacy that they expect. Because, you know, we want these things to work. And, and I've taken many things in the past. I mean, I've probably in my life tried between three and 400 different dietary supplements, either for just general health and wellness or for a particular sports performance effect. Mm -hmm. and, you know, as I mentioned, I can definitely tell creatine works. I know that it works. I can actually feel it. Right. But there are, you know, for the most part, most things, even if I can look at a lab report and see what it's doing for my immune system or other things, it you know, never really reaches the, the cognitive or conscious level. But there are certain technologies. Again, the liposomes and the micelles are two technologies that are so amazing that I'm working with to, to help increase the, um, the bioavailability of some things that particularly fat soluble substances, say for example, turmeric is a, is a good example. Turmeric mm -hmm. thing that's just, I don't know the, the interest in it is, uh, I would say probably actually lagging behind on the consumer side, although scientifically it's being studied so much. Uh, there are now over, I believe, 10,000 and something. I forget the exact number, but it seems to be growing quite rapidly. Every week there are another 20 or 40 articles uh, added to the list, but it's, oh, it's well over 10,000 articles now that have been published on and linked to PubMed talking about different effects of, of turmeric mm -hmm. or curcumin extract of turmeric. So that's one thing 
uh, that's again something that people could could consider as part of their daily regimen for right. dietary supplement. Are, are you going to develop or help uh, since you are switching to a business aspect? Are you going to be able to help? Let's say I have a MediSpa who is considering bringing in a wellness program to help them navigate and create maybe a customized program where it can be simplified, easy to offer, where they can help their consumers as well as profit from that program? Is that something that you're going to start doing? Is that what you mean by switching to business a little bit yeah. more? Yes, exactly. So. Um, just to briefly tell your listeners, I've, again, I've spent the last 20 or almost 20 years as a, as mostly as an academic doing clinical, clinical research. And now in the last year, I've shifted my focus to, to go into business. I still have the academic affiliation. I still am going to have some limited involvement at the university it will be actually fairly limited compared to, to what it's been as a, you know, full-time professor, but uh, I'm shifting to to really marketing like you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn from, from other people such as yourself who are much more knowledgeable about marketing, but I want to have a science-based approach to helping mm -hmm. health and wellness. I want to take, I want to leverage all the work that I've done, all the published studies that I have to my name, and obviously there are lots of other people out there who have published very good work as well, but we really want to have a science base to our business because mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier, you know, there's so much out there. And if we don't differentiate ourselves with the science, well then right. quite frankly, we're no better than anybody else. But basically the business consists of selling a few key products, right. three supplements, yep. uh, probably have some food bars on there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at doing personalized meals, things like smoothies, which is one of the things I've been known for in my lectures, doing a lot of uh, smoothie demonstrations is something I feel very passionate about and it's mm -hmm. big, my daily routine. Um, and then, you know, again, doing the, the wellness coaching centered around mm -hmm. uh, a data-based, data-driven strategy to help people evaluate themselves, help people understand, you know, the changes that they're making and, uh, and how to evaluate that. And then, you know, still doing uh, lots of teaching, lots of talks. I mean, I'm, I love getting up in front of a crowd and, and really sharing my passion with people about health and wellness and wow. helping people to understand this is not difficult. You can do it. I, there's nothing special about me. I've, I've lived this life for a very long time, but I don't consider myself anything special. I just... Of course you are. <laughs> well, don't, don't say that. Of course, I am so excited that you just told me that because I can definitely tell you there is a major need and I can help you promote this program because I think not only because it would help you financially, but I also believe that if you give people what they want, you automatically get also what you want. And by having uh, almost like a wellness in a box business that you can offer to many spas and spas in general or wellness centers. I think that is so needed and it will sim simplify. So if they have the assessment and if they have the program that they can implement and know how to launch it and market it, then it's going to be a great thing really for everyone as a whole. I am, I'm super excited about that. 
Well, that's great. And I, and I appreciate your offer. I mean, I'd love to talk to you more offline about that. So I, I totally agree with you. I mean, nothing aggravates me worse, quite frankly, Dory, than when I see like when I'm at the gym working out and I happen to maybe catch a glance of a trainer doing something to a client that's just absolutely ridiculous. Or when I hear people talking about, you know, things about nutrition that make absolutely no sense. They're like wives tales or, you know, just sort of get passed down, but they have no scientific basis whatsoever. I mean, all these things are like what you were saying initially when we first started talking about. It's just these myths or these even, I guess, in some cases, lies where it just perpetrates bad information and then it does nothing to help the, you know, the the person who's really trying to legitimately get healthier. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, again, I love sharing my passion with people and, and the more the merrier. I mean, I, you know, again, I've been lecturing and, and doing talks all over the world for many years now. So your listeners can go to YouTube and, you know, just type in my name. They'll see all kinds of lectures I've done, mm-hmm. for, you know, the last decade or so in, in various venues and conferences. And, and so I, I mean, I would love to be a part of, any organization that has a need for somebody who who knows something about nutrition and exercise and health and wellness and how to integrate all those together, I, I'm more than happy to to talk to any organization or individual about that. Right. Well, I think it's so important because um, actually I read an article not too long ago. There was a published study. I think it was from Forbes. And they were saying that an average company right now, it costs them about $7,500 an employee due to stress, unproductivity, missing work, sick days, all that. So if we can help everyone, again, become more uh, healthy and promote wellness as a whole, and if companies have those budgets, I want to advise our listeners as well as you that this is definitely something that's needed because the funding is there for it. And what's nice about this and this whole movement is that it is a cash business. A lot of times insurance may not cover some of these programs, which again, it will benefit the business because it is cash and you don't have to deal with the insurance nightmares, which by the way, I'm seeing such a big shift, Dr. Lewis, with a lot of doctors now. MDs who want to have more of cash business. And that's why this whole program, I think, is so timely and so important to people because they want to offer all these programs without actually going through insurance even. So the fundings are there for it. It's a matter of us coming up with the programs to be able to help, again, whether it's corporations or whether it's individuals. It's definitely now is the time to do something like this. I think your timing is perfect. That's very exciting to hear. And, and I totally echo what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely happy to work with, you know, any of the, the physicians who, you know, who are interested in shifting to maybe a more concierge or cash based business, because I believe some of the, uh, the services and products that I could offer them to offer their patients would make a huge difference in the outcome. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I mean, I don't know how this, you know, national mandate's going to turn out, but I think with, with you know, the technology that's, that's arising in terms of, you know, information that can be gleaned from some of these wearable devices now and, mm-hmm. and interaction between technology and, you know, outcomes can, can hopefully evolve to, the, to, the, to, to help people 
Mm-hmm. That's going to be something that's going to be increasing in interest as well. But meanwhile, giving people the information that can help them understand not only where they are currently, because again, that I hope I don't sound like a bo- broken record, but I truly believe that a client could come to me and say, John, can you help me do so-and-so? But if he or she doesn't have any clue about what they're currently doing to themselves, I think it's almost like this me shooting in the dark. I've got to have information that then helps me help that person to understand, okay, here's where you currently are. Mm-hmm. Here's where we want to get you to. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to do it in between. And here's the data. Here are the data that helps support us. Right. The path. And here are the expected results. Exactly. Yeah, it works. That's what we really need. I think this is so needed because a lot of people are trying to come up with different wellness programs, but I don't think it has the data and the research backing it up like what you've been able to do over the last 15 years. Well, and again, and that's what I feel like differentiates me. I'm not saying there are not good coaches out there. I think there are probably people out there, but I think one of the things I have just you know, among other things, but one of the things that I have going for me is this long history, this long track record of science mm-hmm. that I've been collecting. Yes. To be able to come at this from a very objective uh, perspective, I mm-hmm. think an upper hand or an advantage over most of the people out there. So combining my, you know, scientific background with my passion for this area, I believe is a, is a winning combination that allows me to help people. And and, you know, and I, and I practice what I preach again, I'm, I'm eating healthy every day. I'm going to the gym right. every day. I mean, I, I live it, you know, this is, this is who I am and everybody who knows me well knows it. Yeah. You have to practice what you preach. I mean, that's so important. And when I saw you, because, you know, I met you through Dr. Brillo from the right. medical wellness association and yeah. when he was speaking about you, of course, he was speaking so highly of you, by the way, he loves you. And when, when he uh, was telling me about you and I went to uh, look you up and see what you've done and things like that, I was amazed. I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> he is in great shape. <laughs> so absolutely, we all have to practice what we preach because if we don't, then we are coming across as fake and that's the last thing you want. That's right. So that's for sure. So we are uh, coming down to the wire here. What else would you like to share with everyone? We have like four minutes left. Uh, basically, you know, I just, uh, I would share with people that again, I, I can be uh, at service to anybody who wants to learn more about specific dietary supplements, the, the dietary analysis that I have that's just so comprehensive and, and so impressive. And then any other types of consultation related to just overall nutrition and exercise programming. I didn't mention, you know, in addition to uh, being very passionate and interested in speaking and lecturing, I'm also, you know, I can leverage the 20 plus years of experience I have doing clinical trials. If, you know, people are out there and maybe they have a product uh, that they want to evaluate, I can help them with, you know, designing a protocol, talking Mm -hmm. about all the issues related to getting institutional review board approval, things like that. I do have all that experience as well. And then obviously I'm, I'm a writer as well. And I'm, I'm also going to be transitioning once I have these next few papers published over the next 12 months, I'm, I'm also going to, I want to attempt to write 
probably at least one or two books. But meanwhile, I'll be, you know, writing probably, I don't know if daily, but certainly a fairly regularly uh, scheduled blog on my website. I'm already writing uh, some what I would consider lay articles for a couple of clients already. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I have I have lots of ability to be able to help people design programs for themselves or their institutions. Nice. And uh, I'm just I'm very excited and passionate about all can, of that. So. Can do you have something now? This email and audio is gonna go because not everybody joins us live on this because they know it's recorded and then they go to iTunes and download them and listen. So we have over I don't know what we're up to now over 1,500 members I think that are Coach Me Expert members. Okay. And we will be sending out an email to everybody with the audio link again to listen to this uh, session this interview is there something you would like me to include so they can maybe read up or know about something you want them to look into further i'll be more than happy to include it include it in the email blast for you tomorrow so they can learn a little bit more about okay. different things if so if you would like to do that you can email it to paul at our office and he'll include it in the email for you tomorrow okay great yeah they can just uh go to drjohnlewis.com that's the site where we'll have a lot of these products and services and it will continue, you know, as we all know, websites are living entities. It will continue. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's Absolutely. pretty minimal at the moment, but it's going to grow pretty rapidly as we, uh, as we add more things on there. So, you know, yeah. we have a book writing seminar, Dr. Lewis, if you want to come, I'll show you a system, how to write books very quickly, and then you'll be able to publish them one after another. It's an amazing yeah. system. You should come okay. and see us. I'll have someone from my office tell you more about it. And all of listeners, if you'd like to be a published author, you should come to the Write Your Book seminar in two days. We have one coming up here soon. We do that seminar twice a year. And for those of you who'd like to improve your business a little more, you can always come to the Leap Ahead seminar. That's the three-day blueprint seminar that we do to help you with your business. And again, you can go to drjohnlewis.com to learn more about the different products and services that he can offer you. I am super excited again for uh, having you join us. It was so much fun to learn about all the different things that are actually available out there and people can benefit from them and benefit, have the offer benefit their consumers. So. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. I want. I need to remind everybody that our next Coach Me Expert uh, interview is going to be with Jacqueline Pereseski, and she owns three locations, three Medispa locations called Skin Perfect. She's going to be sharing with you her success in expanding and growing her business. As a matter of fact, she was just at the Leap Ahead seminar with me, her and her husband, and one of her managers. And she has another business that is amazing. Uh, she's going to be sharing with you. She actually does, it's called the Color Lab, where she offers a great system to identify which colors are most ideal for people as far as their clothes, their makeup, and how they can present themselves and improve their image. So it's something that you'll be able to offer within your spas, Medi Spas or just for you to learn as a professional and know how to improve your own image. You are going to love Jacqueline. She's amazing. She's been speaking at many trade shows as well as run her business. And uh, she's a great, great person. You're going to love the content she's going to share with you. So make sure you join us. Uh, we always do the Coach Me Expert 
on the last Tuesday of every month at 3 p.m. Eastern. Again, you can always go to Inspiration Management to download the audios from there or go to iTunes to the Inspiration Management channel. Again, Dr. Lewis, it was such a pleasure having you be with us today. I learned a lot, took a yeah. ton of notes, and I look forward to your um, having your business launch and soar and be a big success. I'm sure you will. Thank you so much. It was great to be with you. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of the month. God bless. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye now. Bye, Dr. Lewis. Bye-bye. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye, everyone.